1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
2: Fall Guy. the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG
3: 13. That's what I'm saying. We should have some of these young ladies on here to kill some time, you know? Ask them what their opinions are about the Raptors series. No.
0: to Toronto Sport Matters, podcast number 71, where I am joined, as always, with Gregory Yeroshadis. What's up, T Um, Guys, Graffin and Jovan will be joining us very very shortly. Uh, we thought we'd open it up very quickly with the old-school duo, Graffin, I mean, Greg and Brandon already fucked it up right there. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm,
3: I'm riding high, Brandon. I'm riding high, I think, like all Raptors Nation right now, I'm riding high, um... You know, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm preparing for the team's first trip to the NBA Finals.
0: This is just fucking shocking. Like, we're literally one game away I going to the NBA Finals. I don't think it's shocking. I think it's shocking to
3: um, the pundits in the U.S. media, right, who haven't actually seen our team play all year and devalue all our role players. You still feel that, though? Like, you still think we're getting the shaft? Let me—because— even now that we're winning, it's not that they're appreciating how good our team is, right? Like, like even when, okay, the playoffs started, we lost our first game, right? And that was when the media shitstorm obviously started. The Raptors, same old Raptors, blah, blah, mm-hmm. We, You know, we go on, we win the next several games. In the Philadelphia series, once we go down 2-1, right, they give up on us again, and... Even when we were beating Philly, the narrative was that it's because Joel Embiid is sick. What's wrong with Joel Embiid? It was never what's right with the Raptors, right? Mm-hmm. Getting to the next series, right, we're again not picked, right, to win it. People didn't really, I mean, uh, but a, you're not, I you're, the, one. the experts picked us to beat Philly, right. but the actual like like media heads, entertainment guys that you see, none of them picked us. They yeah. all picked Philly, right? But so and now we're, we're in the Philadelphia series. Most pundits and the analyst picked Milwaukee, right? And... Again what 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 you're hearing is now like oh the reason that they're winning is because uh Yanis Antetokounmpo is not a superstar. Right? This is what Stephen A uh, Smith was saying. Oh, the only thing I learned from this series is that only one team has a superstar. Right. Right? Uh, and and so again what you're seeing is people are are devaluing the Bucks, right? Instead of valuing us. And when they do, it's only it's only Kawhi Leonard. It's not at all about the beautiful team that's been constructed around him why were we the underdogs in a series against this young up-and-coming bucks team right a couple a couple more losses in the in in the loss column but mm-hmm. by and large they haven't done anything in the nba and everybody knows you got to lose to win in the uh, in the nba and that's what's shown up in this series it's the experience right not everybody didn't pick us isaiah thomas was smart enough to
0: pick us Kendrick Perkins, who is my new favorite color commentator. Do you have a soft spot for any old Kendrick- vet who like comes back? It's on the TV. Like, I mean, the only guy you don't like, I think, is Paul Pierce. But every single like media pundit who's a former basketball player, I don't like, like Richard Jefferson. I don't like Richard Jefferson. He's a loud mouth and he has, and he's very disrespectful to, <laughs> to the
3: Raptors. No, but do you know what Kendrick Perkins said? What? He goes, "The Raptors have 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 taken their souls. They've taken the Bucks' souls, and he's right." He's right. And this I texted you halfway through that game, man. I said, if we get ahead of them, we got this game. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened, right? They, I think the Bucks realized in that game that we're the stronger team. They realized it to themselves. It looked to me like they came to the realization that, oh, shit. Oh, and while we're on this, this coach... This Milwaukee coach, this famed mastermind,
0: this guy who, like, let's not fucking forget the fact the Bucks finished first in the Eastern Conference, plus sixty games, yeah. and they're playing right now in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, behind yeah. a, like a third, four-year, but unproven, you, but, but kind you've
3: of proven. got Giannis and a budding superstar, right, and a whole bunch of shooters, none of which were the design of 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 Budenholzer.
0: Right? The, this is the yeah, GM. Unlo- This is their GM. Yeah, but he also unlocked their potential when uh, K left.
3: Okay, but all I'm saying is, like, I'm not so sure that another coach coaching that team wouldn't have allowed us. Sorry, wouldn't have allowed them to be as successful. But anyway, right. but we're talking about here and now. We're talking about this series. Mr. Nurse, who doesn't get enough credit. And I'll be the first one to say it because I was a big Dwayne Casey fan. He built the foundation. This other guy, Nurse, that we brought in now, it's time to give him his shine because the adjustments that he's made
0: and the way that he's well, managed Well, you were a little speculative a couple months ago. I know you were a big Dwayne Casey guy. You were in, you're were you kind of unsure about Nurse. Is that, is that fair for me to say that?
3: That's out of respect. So what has no, changed? I What's wasn't it? unsure of Nurse. I just, out of respect for Casey, I okay. didn't want to... Because I
0: actually like... Okay, the, let, me, let me ask you a question then. Sure. If Dwayne Casey was the head coach of this team right now, do you think we would be in the situation we're at? Oh, um... You I think, think that, he'd make enough adjustments. Do you think he can scheme a win against the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, even the Philadelphia seventy Casey
3: And you're watching the players that you know, like it, <laughs> he's a defensive coach that was never given proper defensive players, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, like it's hard to say. But I, what, what, what I will say is that the one thing that Nurse in the press conference when he was introduced, and one thing that he stressed was that he wanted to make the Raptors more unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And he's done that. Uh, how much you know? And I was, you know, I was texting you, complaining about Gasol the first two games, right? To see how he had faith. Like in Game Three, when Nurse was said that he was going to make adjustments, and he said, "Yeah, we're going to make lineup changes." Right. And everybody thought that meant starting lineup changes. He didn't mm-hmm. make starting lineup changes. In fact, instead of 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 of, of taking the um, or moving the offense away from Gasol, he doubled down on moving the offense through Gasol. And by believing in him as a player, he gave us the best game of his. Season so far with us. And since then, he's been great. He's hitting it with Van Vliet. He believed in Van Vliet. Right? Maybe Dwayne Casey would have given those guys the quick hook. Right? But again, back to my original point. Right now, it's on Budenholzer to make a readjustment. And what I see when I watch them play is a very predictable offense. Well, it wasn't a blowout.
0: It's not like they came out of the game unprepared. It's not like they got their asses
3: kicked. outplayed them. He outplayed them now. For se- for most of this series, minus that game two blowout in Milwaukee, I think we've looked like the better team. But but since we put Kawhi on Giannis, right, and since we our defense like they haven't adjusted, everything is still give the ball to Giannis at the top of the key, mm-hmm. try to get him to penetrate and kick to shooters. Is that really it? Because we've solved that now. Right. Well, they, they should have made an like adjustment. Like, just collapsing
0: the lane. Like, just the shooters outside Beyonce can't really work in the inside as well. No, it's working. It's great. The okay, defense but, looks amazing. So, where's
3: Budenholzer now, I'm asking
0: you? Where's his adjustment? Because, to me, it's probably a game too
3: late. Because now we have home court against them
0: tonight. Yeah, we're also talking about, like, a, a completely changing your entire, you know, offensive philosophy, right? If but not ta- necessarily. Like, like, you know, Charles Barkley was very critical mm-hmm. Actually, of of
3: decision to insert to insert Malcolm Brogdon. Brian,
0: quick pause here. We're recording this at Hard House, so we're in a studio right now. But it's a massive glass window, and there's like another random room. And apparently, there's like a like a girls like field hockey, like field hockey tournament. And then like there's like a bunch of like little like like mom well, say like girls. In They're here. preteens. And then there's like a fucking like crackhead over there who looks like he's in fucking. Crackhead can be looked at as an offensive term. He looks like somewhat of a drifter. Uh, like a like a hobo, y- yes, like someone who,
3: who uh, lacks adequate housing. Do
0: you, you remember um, <laughs> swollen members? The hip hop swollen He yeah. looks like he Mad looks like Child. Mad like Child. <laughs> BC's finest. Oh my god! But no, it's 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 absolutely nuts to think that we're in a position right now that if we win tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks, that we can go to the NBA Finals. We'll it's talk not ab- that crazy to me, Brandon. I predicted we're going to the finals this year. When did you make that prediction, though? Start because of the year, but I said we're winning. This is the not no, games no, no. And We're going to the NBA Finals, but that's that's like that's like just a, like an insane, uneducated guess. Is that fair to no, say? No,
3: no. I thought from the beginning of the year well, we were the best team in the East last year, right? Right. We ran into LeBron, right? The only team that was better than us last year. I don't even think Boston was better than us last year. Only LeBron's Cavs are better than us. Okay, and and they they kicked our butts, right? Mm-hmm. Now, then we upgraded and got Kawhi Leonard. Okay. <laughs> so we got Better. Then we got Marcus Saul. Why, right? So, so we have a veteran team built around this budding superstar. Why are we not why were we not consider Everything was Boston. Everything was Philly. Who's in the conference finals? It's it's it's, it's you know, Milwaukee like, and Toronto.
0: But looking back those Celtics you know you talk about like we the shitstorm what happened this year it wasn't predictable okay. You look at the team they have a pretty steady roster going in the playoffs last year that took them to the NBA conference finals. Coming back with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. Many people predict them to the win the division. you also talk about the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. mid-season bringing guy like Tobias Harris also bringing Jimmy Butler. The cards were stacked against us so that's why I'm so amazed that right okay. now in a pretty competitive a Eastern Conference because everyone discounts our win if we go into the finals this year because there's no LeBron James in the East I look at division as equally as deep as last season oh, regardless of LeBron it's James in the division
3: yeah. look but but Brandon even that to me like, and I said at the start of the year again I said Boston's got too many cooks in the kitchen I said Gordon Hayward's coming back and what's that gonna mean for the other guys and then when I saw him play, I was like, this guy isn't close to the player. That well, we were all
0: speculating that, but the only thing, the only like, was Brad Stevens, you know, being this uh, great head coach, able to sort of deal with all these moving egos inside the locker room. I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt the situation, but I also don't think he's a bad coach by any stretch of the imagination. I just think he walked into a very difficult, like, Kyrie Irving was the fucking crux of that whole problem. Kyrie Irving, like, where is Kyrie going to go next year? What is your prediction for Kyrie Irving? Oh, you know, I don't pretend to speculate
3: on such matters you know this is the celebrity gossip component of the nba that is usually left to those like rachel nichols <laughs> um honestly
0: you love rachel nichols man what's, you know what? what's it with rachel nichols though? no like you know what constantly I, throwing no, her shade be, man you know what
3: out of all the shows she the adds, jump her her show add, yeah is that is actually not the worst um uh, i like that she gets Scottie pippen on there
0: yeah S- speaking of Scottie Pippen, we got the Scotty Pippen of our podcast coming We're in right now. Christian Wolfgang Graf, and finally joining us. I think he had some problems with the old parking. He's going to park his Filipino-German ass pumping the headphones. I don't really give a shit. So, wherever you want. Um, so, Graf, your boy, Bud. What's up on, with your boy, Bud? Hold on.
3: What's, what's up? wrong with
1: this mini-stick hockey tournament going on outside? This is it's awful. F- field hockey. F- f- field hockey is what they call it. It looks yeah. like mini-stick to me. Mini stick, mini stick hockey that I played when I was, like, fucking five years old in my goddamn basement these, as a kid. These
3: kids want to get on the pod, by the way. I oh. told them to do some Raptors research first. Greg
0: basically told them to shut the fuck up, so we're recording a podcast. Brandon
3: scared the children. I do that all um, the time. Hey, your boy Bud, where's the adjustments? This is supposed to be the coach of the year. He's getting out coached by Nurse.
1: He is, and you know what? I'm the guy who's ragged on Nurse, too, a little bit. And now I got to sort of adjust, adjust everything. Well, we'll see what happens after tonight. Like, you'd expect, put it this way. It's too late. My defense for, for Budenholzer would be that it was a two point game with 30 seconds left. And for them, they just had a couple unfortunate events, like that last play that went off Brogdon instead of Siak. But
3: that's not, listen, to they me, didn't get that's foul not a call
1: um, either. That's not
3: even that unfortunate. Like, he took Giannis off well, during you, that play. Well,
1: okay, I questioned that as well, but did you see? Like, he rolled his ankle the play before that yeah. apparently that's what it was no no did, saying, did Giannis but, ask to come off though I
3: don't know Maybe. I'm not taking him off
1: well after the game he said he's pissed pissed and well,
3: pissed well yeah I mean no hating on Giannis like but you know the question is though n- even if they make adjustments now like some things that I was talking to to Brandon about were getting Giannis the ball in different situations because we built this wall now like they haven't adjusted any- to anything they're just relying on it's like the Dwayne Casey Raptors man Same old, same old. No adjustments. And this is what Budenholzer was actually criticized for in Atlanta, for not being able to adjust.
1: Well, their bench hasn't really showed up, and they were supposed to have the deepest team in the league. But again,
3: why their bench hasn't showed up? He moved Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. Charles Barkley was
1: pretty adamant about Brogdon, I guess, coming
0: off the bench, kind of giving them a spark as a six-man. Yeah,
3: he criticized Bud because that was the one thing that they had going for them over us was the bench. And he's now- been their
0: best player. Uh, also, fuck Chris yeah. Webber. Like, did you see like, toward the end he's like just chirping Giannis, calling him a quitter. like He went off the court like court for a bit. I don't know if you guys remember that moment when Giannis kind of stepped off for the but last You watched like, the minute. American feed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I yeah. watched the
1: American yeah. feed. Of course. Uh, like- I, do you remember that moment when Chris Webber called the, the timeout by accident? Oh, that's a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you Why talk the about fuck is being
0: Re- Reggie Miller is perfectly fine, but Chris Webber's a dumpster fire on air, man. not a big fan of this. Wait, his. so wait. He called out Giannis
1: he did Giannis was, leave the court?
0: Early? I, I'm I'm just sort of like loosely stating what he said on air, but Giannis exited the game with about a minute left. Many people are speculating that it might have been an injury. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, Chris Webber right. just lampooned him and called him soft, called him weak for not playing him one of the most pivotal moments uh, of the like the NBA Finals. It I was his think, decision? Exactly, was it? exactly, exactly, exactly. It was and older. Exactly.
1: Call.
3: Yeah,
0: that's I, what I understood. Is that is that is that uh, uh, Bud Coach Bud took him out. Well, it looks like to me in the series of Milwaukee, it's just there's no secondary options. you got that Brook Lopez game. You know, um, Bledsoe's had a couple decent games as well. He's a very streaky shooter. When he's going, he's going. When he's not, he's not. Middleton has been very erratic this series. There hasn't been any secondary help for Giannis, and it's just going to be a tough sled for them in game six because I just can- don't think anyone can really step up, I guess. Like, I don't know, Graf. Like, what do you think?
1: For tonight, game six? Yeah. Uh, again, the Toronto... The Raptors play so much different at home than they do on the road. I mean, last night we saw, obviously, the resilience sort of of them. They were down early and they came back. But at home, we know that they're going to come out to a hot start. We know the crowd's going to energize them. I don't know. I can see us sort of win. It seems like Giannis is going to take matters into his own hands tonight, which is exactly what the Raptors sort of want. And he's going to try to do almost too much. It's going to play to our advantage. And in the end of the day, I could see us winning by big, to be honest with you tonight.
3: Look, like... And I said this because my dad is a huge Giannis fan. He loves Giannis, right? And I told him before the series, even before the series, like like but in the regular season, I said if we play the Bucks in the playoffs, I'll I like our chances because Giannis still doesn't have an ability to create his own shot in the half court outside of going like strong on the right side, right? So when you got someone like Leonard that can stay in front of him, his offense is limited, right? And this is what we're kind of seeing now right, out, out, out of Giannis for exposing this week. And it's not that that still doesn't make him a superstar, right? Because Stephen A. Smith was saying, oh, I, there's only one superstar in this series. No, Giannis is still a superstar, but he does have that limitation in his game. Kawhi is a more complete
1: offensive player. So what do you think the adjustment's going to be made, though, tonight? Where, I don't where, 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 think they
3: have it. I, I don't think at this point any adjustment is going to do it. I think we're going to beat them.
1: Well, we know I the, game the
3: game Bucks I think the players right? know yeah. it, too. <laughs>
0: Crack <laughs> uh, No no be a, be a very interesting matchup tonight I'm definitely going For Raptors win I think we can close As fuck around in six
3: I think we took Their soul already As Kendrick Perkins said We snatched their souls I saw it in that game they, that, I saw it in that game The Bucks realized Oh shit You know what These guys are, are, are Older than us They're more experienced Than us they, they're better than us I feel
0: terrible Because we're basically Trying to wait for Javon To get here But he's having some Massive issue of parking folks So
1: we're gonna yeah, Try to mini w- stick hockey tournament this That's going fucking on, mini stick
0: On a Saturday Like can you imagine Having kids like Mom, dad Get up at fucking 7 o'clock in the morning We gotta go to the Well I guess you do that All the time Greg But uh Hey, hey.
3: <laughs> can, can we also say Someone who I, I So badly want to see him Get this Is Kyle Lowry
1: Yeah he, He's had an amazing series Amazing too. He's the heart and soul, right? Yeah, we, and, we know that. I mean, Kawhi is the so arms, much. the legs, the head, the eyes, the ears, everything else. But Kawhi is the heart and soul of the team. No, he's like, also the ass as well.
0: <clears throat> like,
3: yeah, well, but he. Larry <laughs> Danny
1: Green's got to be somewhere.
3: Larry's taken so much <laughs> criticism over the years, right? But like, you're. This is now. He's going to get to the. Rightfully so, though. No, but you know what? I I, I don't even know if all the criticism is fair because uh, he was never supposed to be a number one A or B option.
1: Right. Right. Well, B. He, he's supposed to be a 1B. What do you I, mean?
3: I would say no. He's a number two or a three, right? Well, when DeRozan like, was you, here, he was a Okay, two. but that, that, that's the thing. I mean, what what he doesn't have... Like, he's a point guard. He's not a score-first point guard. The guy led the league in assists this year for most of the year, right? Like for, And he's a winner. Bottom line, the guy's just a winner. And he makes winning plays. He makes timely plays. And to me, he's playing the best basketball of his career right now. And I'm so happy for that guy. Because he fucking deserves it, man. Underdog his whole life, he's a true Toronto Raptor. I think he's the greatest Raptor of all time at this point.
1: Yeah, well, you know that he's like the bulldog, right? Like, he's the guy that's going to keep going and going and going. And you heard Kawhi in the post-game interview say, sort of, we were down by 10, and those are the moments I relish. Like those are the moments I love. So I feel like the contrast between Kawhi being able to be there when they're down and Lowry pushing them sort of when they're yeah, up yeah. is what's really driving this team. And then, of course, like Marcus Paul's veteran presence, Danny Green, as terrible as a, of a series he's had, he's going to show up right tonight. now. He's going to f- show up tonight. The fact that we're veterans, I think that we have the experience. That's H- what's the difference. When did this happen? Like I blinked. I blinked, and
3: this team has become, like, a savvy veteran team. Savvy. I like that. Very savvy. No, right? Between, like, between Lowry and Gasol and Leonard, like, these are smart, experienced dudes. Like, how far we've come from, like, being worried that that we're just going to turn the—like, Terrence Ross is going to turn the ball over, like, in a clutch moment. Right?
0: Greg— since we're kind of like trying to delay the jump in the second quarter, I got a quick hypothetical question to throw to you. What if you found out that Kawhi Leonard was a alt right conservative Trump supporter? Would you still like him as a basketball player? Of course, yes,
3: of course.
0: Really, of it course. goes against your 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 moral values and compass. And well, who no, you are, like, look,
3: look. Ultimately, who who uh, who they are between the like lines. What, like,
0: what if you wore a shirt to like the arena and so said, "Like, build that wall."
3: Okay, obviously, no, like, I, I wouldn't be supportive of his, like, social and political views, right? Right. Um, I also think it's highly unlikely that that would be the case. Like, I don't watch football in part because the athletes are more like
0: that, right? Um, Like, besides Spencer Hawes, it doesn't really seem like any, like, alt-right, super conservative, because- borderline racist basketball players in the NBA. Graffin, can you think of any? The
1: Jazz fan base? Yeah, that's that's Oklahoma as well, probably.
3: is, uh, like, rampant in the nba right uh but no look look right now what Kawhi's is doing there is nothing he could do or say outside the lines that would matter to me because he's playing all-time great basketball
1: yeah mm-hmm. if he were to leave after this year i would still consider if we make it to the nba finals and win one game or two games against the warriors i'd consider retiring his jersey even if he left I'm no, not one why like, not? Why no. wouldn't you?
3: You don't retire
0: someone's jer- like
3: they'd who have to was number two anyway? Won the championship?
1: Well, that's an okay. Obvious.
3: Let, let he me a let me throw dude. another one at you.
0: So let's say you, you find out. A- let's say Kawhi goes. We make it to the NBA finals, and uh, Kawhi goes. Uh, I'm not resigning with the Raptors. I've made my decision. I am leaving Toronto next season, regardless of what happens. We win the championship. And the last possession on the last game of us winning the NBA championship, he blows out his hamstring. Would you be kind of happy?
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: If he was, <laughs> was going to leave us?
1: No. No, I would not.
3: Well, can, we, can I ask you a,
1: a question? Yes. These <laughs> are the most hypothetical. Do you you guys, guys never throw me questions. Do you guys
3: word? think that uh, given the success up to this point, because honestly, we can lose the next two games. and. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the this, this season wouldn't be a failure. It wouldn't have been a complete success because we can get to the finals, but it wouldn't be a failure, right? Because you've done more than any other team has ever done. You've had a lead in the conference finals, one game from the finals. It's already. if he So if he chooses to leave at this point, like or do you think that the success already yes. makes it more likely that – you know what I'm going to ask, right? makes it more likely that he stays? Yeah, and
1: why? of course. <laughs> well, he said that at the beginning. Of, like, he's a winner, right? Like, he, he yeah, likes, he wants to win. He likes to win. And I think the fact that if we go to the NBA finals this year – and we are able to retain Kawhi. I think Danny Green will follow. Uh, I sort of think that the roster will be intact next year. So there won't be much difference other than the fact that we'll have a whole regular season of, Kawhi, as Kawhi refers to it, as practice yeah. for, for the playoffs. We'll and be better. Exactly. exactly. I mean, OG we, and Seattle. We didn't will be get better. Gasol until like February, right? So, yeah. of course, the more chemistry and the more time we have together, the further we can get. And especially since this year, who knows what's going to happen to Golden State and free agency? Oh,
3: and, and we can. I want to. Uh, see, I'm taking the, the hosting job right now from Brandon. No, take it. Brandon, <laughs> what, did you, wait, what do you think about that? Do you think he's staying now? After the success that you've seen?
0: It's, I think the bigger question you've got to ask is, what does Kawhi want? Like, what kind of an environment does he want? Does he want, because like many people were kind of speculating before the season started that he would like to be in a position where, you know, he was a 1B star similar to Paul George. You know, wanting to avoid the public spotlight, not being the focal point of a team's identity. But you're kind of seeing it now, like he kind of embracing that alpha male sort of number one. I think he's going to resign. I think he likes the culture in Canada. I think he likes playing for the Raptors. I, like, I think he likes his core unit of people he has on his team. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised with the Clippers because it's another enticing option. That's my only fear because the Clippers kind of look like a very similar roster to the Raptors. So, but look,
3: look, look. My, you know... My sources, like what? Like what? My sources are telling me that it's maybe. The Who the makers, fuck are so your sources? I got, Don't worry about it. I got some links. You're All like right?
0: ch- you're ch- you're chatting with some guy at like, Young and Blair Station. <laughs> <laughs> some fucking beggar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <hold> <laughs> because LeBron paid him a visit,
3: him and Jimmy Butler a visit during the Philadelphia series. That's, this
1: much we know. That's fine. And again, Le- we know LeBron is going to be LeBron, right? Like, like so, that, he is trying he to does.
3: recruit Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, but but why would anyone?
1: It's not as appealing as it used to be to play with LeBron, especially since I think Kawhi's looking for... First of all, look, we can offer him the most amount of money. His kid was born in Canada. He already stated he's going to be here in the summer, which is past free agency at Caravana. Yeah. Like, the the health staff, that's the main thing. He also seems very anti-drama. He's
0: also very anti-drama. Look at the Lakers' situation. It's a complete shit show with the
1: management. Okay, and
0: I agree
3: with that. The only
1: reason to leave would be the weather. And he can still go home to San Diego to his $13 million house, for six months of the yeah, year. Yeah, they
3: travel most of the year anyways,
1: right? It's, like though like, they for like, if you six months. It, he, the yeah. off-season's but, big. But, it's long. Did yeah. you hear, like,
0: some guy, apparently... Okay, I don't know if this is true. I had this, like, very lovely suite, but... uh like, nice, like, Spanish neighbor. And he was, I don't, I don't know what he was saying to me, but he was saying uh, something when the lines like, someone offered Kawhi like a penthouse, mansion or some shit. Like, a free. Suite as the so Royal it's a York. developer,
1: yeah. And there's basically a suite that they couldn't ever really sell because it's so expensive. But apparently, it's gorgeous. And they said, as long as you're signed in Toronto, you can stay there and live there. For free? For free. Plus, the Kawhi and Dine, which, if anyone doesn't know about it, if you don't have it, if you have a restaurant, if there's a restaurant that you go to and they don't have the Kawhi and Dine sticker, Please tell them to put the Kawhi sticker, where yeah. he gets to eat for free if he resigns at any place that has it. Uh. What do you think Kawhi eats? Like marbles?
3: He eats the the bucks. soul of yeah. the other <laughs>
1: Liqu- yeah. liquid
0: plutonium. Yeah. Uh,
3: and and look, so I I agree with what you guys said. I think it's likely. I think it's likely at this point that he resigns, and there's a few reasons for that. I think honestly, and Jovan may disagree. Mark Gasol. I think having a guy like Gasol. That was kind of like what he had in San Antonio with with Duncan, where that, because Gasol makes makes Kawhi better, I think. He he could set up. You see those little back passes that he threw to him.
1: Oh yeah,
3: right, like just lovely, right? I
0: like, oh, I'm gonna Kawhi I'm gonna give Kawhi him a call right that. now. I'm gonna Javon's right. like MIA and and then
3: and, it's, it's and also it. I think that um, we've done a good job. Like, did you see right before the Buck series the the uh, media ad, the New Balance media ad? Right? Did. I'm pretty sure that we're the guys that hooked him up with that, with with New Balance. The Raptors. Yeah, I think it was Masai. Right? I, so I saw it,
1: Uncle Dennis in a full New Balance tracks, dude.
3: Right? That's what I'm saying, right? So Javon? that's the most important thing, right? Yeah.
0: Can you hear me?
2: Loud and clear. Are
0: you going to come in? I'm trying to. I'm driving up and down St. George right now. Well, you're on the podcast right now. Maybe you can chime in with us. What are we talking about here, Greg?
1: Greg just mentioned that Marcus Sol is going to be one of the reasons that Kawhi is going to stay because of his veteran presence. He just said that uh, he thinks
0: uh, Marcus Sol is going to be the main reasons why Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto. He's going to be one of the main reasons why Kawhi stays in Toronto. Correct. Um, I don't think
2: that. Marcus Gasol has any say in that matter because I think it was clearly stated in last offseason, you know, Kawhi wants his people around him making decisions, doing things. And I don't think Marcus Gasol is one of, quote unquote, his people. You know, I think we're looking at his uncle, you know, the coach <laughs> yeah. that Raptors hired. I think these are
0: the guys who are going to be the influencers. I don't think Marcus Gasol has that much say or sway in the matter. Well, we'll finish this conversation in the third quarter when you and Greg, or sorry, Grafman, start screaming at each other over your JV Gasol beef. Uh, I'll see you in a bit, buddy.
3: Yeah, I think the way that we've taken care... ...is occupied with cars and pedestrians.
2: It's
1: that mini-stick tournament, man, I'm telling just, just
0: you. Dry, just drive on the fucking field and just park your car right in the center of it. That's what I would do.
2: I, I want to, but I want to have a car when I do the podcast.
0: What future you worry about it, fuck it. All right, yeah. I'll see you in a bit.
2: Search. Okay, bye.
0: I think the point about Uncle
3: Dennis is key, right? Like, there must have been so much shit done behind closed doors to try to satisfy. Give him, him
0: the fucking penthouse, then.
3: But pff, Kawhi could do that,
0: right? <laughs> Doesn't he, like, I don't know this guy, and nor have I ever, like, heard him talk, but he also plays me the kind of guy that, like, my, my, my nephew's Kawhi Leonard, I get a free burger here. Or I get a free, like, Caprizi salad or some shit like what that. What
3: are you right? going to say, no? Give that man whatever he exactly. wants.
0: Exactly. Alright, jumping in the second quarter. Um or sorry, predictions. Game six, score.
1: Score? That's yeah. specific. Okay, so the Raptors are favored, I think, by two and a half points. I would I would take that and I would say the Raptors probably by six plus.
3: Yeah. Um I
1: would take a six plus line. Raps by ten cool um already
0: so the second biggest piece of news that came up this week was the announcement of the all nba teams there's obviously three teams uh best players in the nba filling out that starting five rosters for each respective team um we can obviously talk about the snubs first team steph curry james harden paul george Giannis, nikolai yochik no surprise there um graf yochik or Embiid.
1: That's my biggest takeaway, I think, is that I would have put Embiid there for sure, honestly. Yeah. Um, I know Jokic is like the passing, and he the way he plays is, is like we've never seen. He's slow, but still effective. Also, Denver did really, really well this year. I, I still think, though, if you asked a whole bunch of GMs who they'd rather have on their team to start the season this year, they would have probably picked Embiid, or even at the end of the year. He had so, he's so effective mm-hmm. defensively. He's like the top 3 defensive and top 3 offensive whereas Jokic defensively is top what? 10 maybe. So it's hard for me it's hard to it's hard for that it's hard for me to put Jokic in the number 1 center position in all the NBA especially when you look at the other players that didn't even make it there just simply because of
0: positions. 100% agree. God uh, Greg uh, Kawhi Leonard's on the second team with Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. Are you fine with that, considering you missed so much time this year, getting obviously replaced by Giannis and Paul George on the first?
3: You know what? Considering Paul George and Giannis and the seasons that they had, sure. But I don't—you know, like, like, what if those games were missed— like because he's coming back and recovering from an injury, right? Like like what if those games were missed legitimately because of like little bumps and bruises along the way and that kind of thing? No, Would I he still be it's I think it's like punishing him for the for the load management thing.
1: I agree with you except for the fact that the Raptors went like what 14 and 2 or something when he wasn't in the lineup.
3: Yeah, but this isn't an MVP thing though. It's just But about, it's
1: purely about the regular season, right? It, it, yeah. it is about your 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 contribution and how good you are to your team. So But like his numbers were Who votes on this? That's my question. Who is is there? It's NBA Writers. The Writers Association. Okay. So that makes more sense why I see Kyrie Irving up there. Bill Simmons and his clan probably influencing. You know what,
0: though? Like, if you look at his raw statistics, though, like, Kyrie Irving is probably deserving of the All-NBA second team. I think the biggest snub here, if we're talking about the third team, we got Kemba Walker, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, Blake Griffin, and Rudy Gobert. I think Bradley Beal deserves that spot over Russell Westbrook. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nah, man. They didn't make the playoffs.
1: I don't think he deserves it over Bradley Beal. I mean, Kemba had a great season. I would have put Kemba maybe even second team over Kyrie. Kyrie, I don't know. Do you really think Kyrie he had a decent season, but his numbers aren't even that great. and the Celtics weren't the Celtics were underwhelming.
3: Brandon, if you just go by the numbers, but even if you go by like if you go to Kemba Walker
1: deserves to be there almost in the second team. More, right. <laughs> more more so than Kyrie and it sounds ridiculous because you I would argue that Klay Thompson could be there instead of Kemba Walker even.
0: Well, we're also talking about... uh, But yes,
1: Bradley Beal, I think, should be on the team. Just
0: because, like, not only did they get snubbed, like, guys like Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson, they also lost out on the opportunity to get a Supermax deal. We saw John Wall uh, and Chris Paul be the perfect example of um, players who are capable or in a situation to earn that much money, talking about the $47 million player option in the fifth year, um, with the 191 over 5 or something? Yeah. but it's also sort of a detriment to where the team's ability to grow and evolve talk about the Washington wizards probably, uh, did them like a good situation by having Bradley Beal, not make this yes. all third team, having another guy that they could have to potentially supermax. uh, Clay Thompson as well. Uh, who's your biggest snub? Uh, was it Beal as a Thompson, someone else, Carlton towns maybe.
1: Well, since it's based on the regular, like I would say it's Beal. Um, he's probably the biggest snub for me. Uh, I still think Joel Embiid should be first team. That would be my biggest takeaway. If you look at the just the rosters, I would argue that the mm-hmm. second All NBA team could beat the first All NBA team de- more, like in a series.
0: You know what Kemba Walker's on like par for like what he's c- capable of earning uh, for a supermax? Is it two?
1: Because two, now they can offer him eighty million more than any other team. So can. it's I know five
0: that. year, two
1: hundred twenty one million dollars. Two twenty one, yeah. Versus you can't pay, you a five one ninety one. But the no, thing I is, don't know. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte might have to. Charlotte Not all might have it.
3: to. No, but like that's ben, a forty-four million ben, per. How are you? Okay, <coughs> he's a one B, right? Or I mean, maybe if you can get another player that. Good. Yeah, but when
0: have they ever been able to get a second marquee star? beside Kemba Walker in their entire history of the they organization. Better, They've never been able they to get... a draft better. But that's the point I'm making, though, is that they have to have at least one guy, regardless if you're paying that $44 million. I know you don't want to walk in a similar situation like Washington. Like, what would you do, Graff? Would you give Kemba Walker that money, considering how limited Charlotte is as a market for enticing free agents to come in?
1: The, the tough part for me is if you do give him that money, he basically becomes untradeable, kind of like the John yeah. like you just mentioned. So that means you're definitely stuck with him and you have to rely on your, on your draft and you have to work around forty-four million of cap space being tied up in one player. That exactly, you that's mentioned what I mean. is more like yeah, I agree. With you. If you have LeBron James in your team, he's kind of like the Kyrie Irving. Right, yeah. he's like the scorer. So he's like on a championship roster. He is a one B. I agree with you in that sense. But so, yeah. no, I, I honestly, I know Charlotte's in a really, really, really tricky position right here. But I would say they almost let him walk and try drafting and, uh, again another Kemba and going from there. Like
3: but, a, might be having a tank. I mean, mind you, that hasn't been working out too well.
1: Well, now with, like, the, with the odds, there's almost no point to take.
0: Yeah. Um, so just another name I kind of want to bring up as well is uh, Dame Time L- Damian Lillard, who's also lined up for a four-year $191 million Supermax. Portland's realistically probably going to offer him that contract. This year. Uh, do you think CJ McCollum's
1: on chopping block after that? Not after the way he played this playoffs. Yeah, I, mean, I they think they're going to they're gonna try to keep those two together as much as possible. They're like the guard yeah. version of Boogie and Anthony Davis when they were together.
3: Hey, you know which player, sorry, uh, uh, Brandon, I thought maybe there was a snub, Clay Thompson.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that earlier Clay Thompson another guy who got stomped he was having an interview yesterday and they I think a reporter re- revealed to him that for the first homemakers. time that he wasn't an, uh, an all NBA guy that must right. be devastating though for Clay Thompson yeah you've been to the finals
1: how many times 30 million dollars right th- right there is gone
0: especially if Kevin Durant potentially leaving the Golden State Warriors another thing I want to bring up though quickly is Giannis' potential five year Supermax contract so we're talking about 247.3 million 247.3 Biggest million ever. stretch over five so listen to his annual average average annual salary. First year, 42.6, 46, 49.5, 52.9, and his last season cap hit, 56.3. Wow. But, but he's worth million? it. But he's worth it. But like he's, the show like can you tie up half of your team's salary cap on one player what will the salary
1: build? cap be then 230 million
0: exactly like I don't get it like how, uh,
1: 56 million dollars you do and 56 he'll be, what, 28
0: dollars and Middleton's probably going to be earning about 30 per year so that's 86 million dollars invested into two players but so let's, let's say at 25
1: well Aaron Rodgers better pay up he's part owner of that team is that crazy though I, I would I mean he's worth it he's worth the money people right now argue that LeBron James is underpaid because of all the value, that the he exactly that he considering the revenue, right? that he gener- yeah. but it's true because look at people like the the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the Allen Iversons—they paved the way for the next generation to make more money, right? Yeah. Like you, you yeah. see it all the time. Yeah. So Giannis is just a product of something like LeBron's done and, and how the game's grown. Well, he's been the man, and well, Giannis is going to be the man. We're going to see if he can take it the next step further, and hopefully, the even younger players, the Zions, can make 60, $65 dollars.
0: Yeah. Already, uh since we probably are not going to be able to get to Javon's little debate because we're running low on time right now, Greg, what gripe you got today, buddy? Oh, you know what? <clears throat> it's been all over the media. Don't make
1: me defend Drake.
3: That's what we're going to talk about.
1: <laughs> I'm going to defend him. It's been
3: all over the media. Um, look, it is one thing to uh, be excited uh, and and right be into the game, mm.
1: right? Mm hmm, mm
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, skip. <laughs>
1: this is your skip right now. You're getting mad at someone thing. who's young.
3: No, it's another yeah. thing. Um, to know that you're representing a city and a franchise, and to be jumping around, uh, you know, first of all, okay, look, taunting players, right, in a way like the Spike Lee type talk. That is the stupidest shit you can do as a celebrity fan, right? Because like. You don't have to go out there and guardiana Satete Kumpo, right? You're giving him more ammo by doing that, right? And how how do you think the Raptors feel about that when this guy's calling guys out, when he's beefing with players? I think it's fantastic. I I think it's it's absolutely fantastic. Okay, hold on. But it's not smart. No, but hold on. If you want the team to win, that's not smart.
1: Hold on, though, because it does work. Think about it this way. Don't forget, like, Michael Jordan and some of the best players were also some of the best trash talkers, and they did it strategically, right? They did it when it got in people. I agree with you. Drake's not doing anything Because they're players. are so, able second. to intimidate I, them. I, I'm just saying, though, but some players fold under that kind of pressure. Okay, but so, listen.
3: What happens if you trash talk Mike... 'Cause that's what he's doing, right? But people would do that to Jordan.
1: But it's been he would working
3: though. So far. He it hasn't been working. Ma- Mike Budenholzer
0: just use him as a scapegoat to excuse him to his team from a loss. Like couple of it. well, right wait. Now it's wait. rattled, it's in his Sorry, head. He's wait. talking about it. Wait,
3: because people are asking nonstop and that's another thing. The attention isn't on the Raptors, it's on fucking Drake. And all, and all and no, but and, and and all the commentators that get asked about it are too afraid to say the simple fact that yeah, he's acting inappropriately. God, he shouldn't be on the court.
0: Okay. He shouldn't be touching Just because, Yeah, but just because he's a publicly recognized individual doesn't mean that, like... No fan should be allowed look to at, do that. Exactly. I agree with you with that. But if we live in a fucking league where random buttfucks on the sideline are able to walk on the fucking court like we no saw in on Philadelphia with that geriatric... Fuck. People do it all the time. Look at Philadelphia. What? Look at the Philadelphia series. That old fuck it was in Kyle Lowry's face. Yeah. You know what I mean? It happens every single goddamn series. No, hold on. Series. There's at least a
3: difference it- between being, like, a passionate fan and holding up a sign or, like... Okay, and when you're actually touching the coach, when you're getting in the way of the commentators, he sits on the commentators' table.
1: They don't care at all. They, yeah, because they they're his
3: buff boy, because they're slurping him.
1: Yeah, but but what, he, the, what's the issue? How, what is it, <laughs> how,
3: how, no, they, right there afraid. Like that. no, well, <laughs> that's what it is, man. They're totally slurping him, and they're in awe of his celebrity status. But, but now, the, any celebrity the problem, now though? can come to a game. Any celebrity can come to a game and break the fan code of conduct, which he's doing.
1: Well, he's been doing this for... It's not no, new. not like this. It's not, not like new. this.
3: Yeah, this is new. The way he's acting. This is new. The way that he's acting. It, 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 it's an extreme. It's an extreme. You know what? I was watching that show. Uh, uh, what, uh, what's the show with the guy and his father?
1: But hold on. If it truly bothered a, the players and the, the coach, horn. you don't think they would say something? The players?
3: Uh, no, I don't think they would. Well, how... As a player? I, I, I bet you they said... "Hey, hold on. Let me, what's that show with the guy with his father that comes on the show? It
0: comes on... Married of Married with children. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the show uh that comes on before pardon the interruption.
1: Oh, with SA or It's the silly, a silly Saul? show. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Hey, yeah I know do you know what
3: about. they compared Drake to? The dog in your home that jumps on people when you come over and you have to apologize for. That's the way that I look at that. It's a perfect summary of what He's he's makes. Did you see him with his makeshift living room set in Jurassic Park and his and his boys and their little table? Don't 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 take us the wrong way. But
0: for someone who has such a disdain for mainstream sport media, I've never met someone who watches more mainstream sport (laughs) media. I
1: I need my ammo. I need I need my ammo, man. I need to know. I need to know. Well, you sound a lot like Skip Bayless right now. Go to bed, old man.
3: Look, look. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's boundaries for a reason. Get off and my no, I also just my think, Toronto
1: Raptors.
0: I also just think
3: like he makes us look stupid. Like if I was watching that, the as
1: NBA any, loves it. As a, it gets more because people it's watching. about
3: money and revenue. But the like, but this is the problem. It's the celebrity culture that the NBA is trying to like blend with, and Drake is like a monster that's been created through that. But the respect, but the actual respect for the game and the purity of the game is being tarnished.
1: We have a lot of celebrities that come to the game, but they don't act like that. Well, no one gets those seats that Drake gets. No, but those, even Jack
3: Nicholson, and them, would, they don't, don't do that. But so don't would, forget. Like the, but, by the way, but most important thing is it's stupid Greg, Greg. because is it, it's egging on the other team and, pl- and, and you're giving them ammo. That's the in- first way it's stupid. Well, the
1: MLSC gave him an $875,000 diamond-encrusted jacket. Before yeah. that or after that game? Do you, th- do you think that's about upset? money for them.
3: No, I don't, uh, why would they be? He's making them money. Is right? it the... It's all about promotion and media and all that stuff, right? Yep. Okay, but that for me, as a true basketball fan of the game, it tarnishes the game. Well, Greg, that's what's it wrong tarnishes it. That's the game.
0: Greg, uh, is it the act or the individual?
3: It's the individual doing the act.
0: What if Barack Obama?
3: Yeah, I think it would be stupid then For like the
0: Chicago Bulls. No fan. like rubbing the fucking... No
3: fan should be allowed. And that's all he is. He's not working on behalf of the Raptors. He's a fan. He doesn't work for the Raptors anymore. Okay? There's no fan that should be allowed to massage a coach in that. There's also no
1: fan getting an $875,000 jacket for the Raptors. Yeah, it's stupid.
3: But I think the whole co-branding thing is stupid. I really do. Like, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, it probably made some people some money. What does that do for the average fan, though? Not much. What does it do for the quality of the game? Not much. It's all about making money for those suits. It's all about making money for suits. It's all about about taking people's money, right? And who really makes the money out of it? Who? The fans will benefit from it. The seats just get more expensive, right?
1: But again, it's an international game you were growing the game. You've seen the game grow in the last 10 years because celebrities at aren't yeah, because of aren't him new. acting
3: a fool like that. No, but
1: I'm saying the whole portion of celebrities being part of the atmosphere of the NBA as opposed to you don't see them really at NFL or like hockey. Like it's, it's that's a big portion of it. Spike Lee, like you mentioned before. But he acted
3: um, respectfully. Uh, Jake doesn't act respectfully.
1: You think Spike yeah, Lee acted did, respectfully? He, he knew his oh my role, god, man. Okay, well. Reggie Miller on. literally told him to shut the fuck up. I know, up. what are you talking about?
3: Right, <laughs> no, hold on. Exactly, hold on. So he said, he said one thing to Reggie. One thing. And look what happened to
1: him. Right? Okay, that's okay. a lesson no, that the,
3: Drake needs to understand. But that's a monumental no moment that. in the history of yeah. sport. When you think Jack of the Michael pantheon seems... of
0: his, the history of sport, when you think of the most monumental moments of the early 90s, you think about the New York Knicks and Spike Lee and the sideline. And how line. he was stupid to do that. And you want Drake to do that? No, that's, it's... it's no, he was, when was stupid to do When you look no, back at Spike
3: Lee and game. you look at the New York Knicks, exactly. What's the lesson? Exactly. What's part the lesson of the Don't taunt Star athletes. There's no, that's There's, not the lesson, No, the though. lesson yes, is that's not. The, that's the whole lesson of no, the story behind no, no. it. No, that he no taunted Reggie Miller. He said he was going to choke, and Reggie that gave Reggie uh, um, the no. The lesson from this is
0: that a guy, uh, a fan of a team, can rattle the opposition to a certain. He agreed. didn't rattle
3: him. That's the point. It did the opposite effect. Good athletes are rattled he, by it, that.
0: He was rattled it because he acknowledged th- him on the sideline. That's that's rattled.
3: No, he that's pl- not he pl- rattled. He played to his fucking. And like, he what eliminated the Knicks. Because of it. That didn't rattle him. It gave him the the motivation. It motivated him. That's what... This is I'm point. saying
0: when you look back at a situation, you don't look at it through the negative lens. You look at it as, like, like Graffin was kind of mentioning, like, that, an important moment in the history of the game. No, but only and I think be- when people look back in the situation...
3: Only bo- because, though, right, it showed that it's stupid to do that. And since then, you've seen actually people afraid to do that. Right? You, so you what
1: if we win tonight, though, and he's still doing it? Like, Do you still have the same opinion It's of still it? risky and stupid.
3: It was risky and stupid. He taunted LeBron last year, too. He's an idiot. But that's what I'm it telling you. It didn't work it's last not, year.
1: But, okay, relax, first of
3: and all. And he's not trying to, and he's <laughs> not trying to, no, that's this really not actually what I'm pisses saying. me
1: off.
3: Right? <laughs> it really pisses me off. Like,
1: I can tell, but I think you're just pissed off for the wrong reason. Because, again, when I look back at something like the Knicks, because I, I I wouldn't share the same sentiment Brandon has, like, you know, it rattled him. I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't It didn't f-
3: rattle him. It did the opposite.
1: Relax. I would say <laughs> I mean,
3: right. It did the opposite. I it motivated him.
1: Said I agree with you. Okay. So hold on. Can okay. You let me, let me look.
3: just clarify. It does motivate <laughs>
1: the part. All right. Never mind. We're gonna let Greg finish my point for me here. And Greg, you let explain, me know. Explain. Explain.
3: So what's the difference then? Nope. Okay. So I'll continue. On top of that, that stupid living room set that they set up in Jurassic Park, where he's screaming at the TV and acting all hard. Right? Why is he so angry? Why is he so angry?
1: Why are you so angry?
3: Because of him. <laughs> because of him. And it just also, all the media response after now is about him. It's not about the team. You understand?
1: <laughs> yeah. Alright, so Drake effectively is working and getting in Greg's head, Budenholzer's head, all of Milwaukee's head and uh, You think looks he's like getting like in Milwaukee's
3: working. head. Kawhi well, Leonard is getting in their head. Okay, sure. Um You think
1: have Drake you seen, is getting in their head. Have you seen any of the media in Milwaukee or anything the they're Players' saying? heads. Well, it's gotten in the coach's head, so that says something.
3: No, somebody asked him, and he said, yeah, I think it's ridiculous, which I agree with. I agree with Budenholzer.
1: But to even, t- like, again, no comment, not thought about it. Doesn't affect me.
3: No, but as a coach, when a fan is coming onto the court, how can you not see that? Like, it's gonna, it doesn't say it Nick affected Nurse me. Nick Nurse didn't even realize it, affected, it. You can say, oh, it didn't affect me, but I do think it's stupid.
1: I mean, Nick Nurse didn't even realize it happened. It I don't so even believe that's
3: true, but sure.
1: Well, I mean, again, like assistant coaches all the time are, are up, and, and it, it was a big moment of the game. In, in my mind, though, I've, again, I, I would say that my main point is that someone like Spike Lee in the New York Knicks back then, that's what almost they're known as, is like the Spike Lee era Knicks. And I don't think anyone looks bad on Spike Lee for being but a big fan. He
3: didn't act like that, just though. Like,
1: but no, but what I'm saying is the Reggie Miller point was like he he did say something at one point in the game to get a player to actually tell him to shut the fuck up. Whether it worked Through or not. Through his play. I'm just saying, whether it worked or not. No, no, no. He turned around and said that. And That's then, what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying whether it worked or not, but it yeah, actually yeah. got him to acknowledge him. Yeah. So that maybe is crossing the line. That hasn't really... We haven't seen that with Drake yet. We've seen the worst thing he done. he's done is massage Nick Nurse right he's, no, no, he's that yelled at some players but no players much. really acknowledge drake yet so in my mind if it's really 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 first of all the milwaukee buck player does acknowledge drake then you know it's in their head if a raptor does it they're probably going to do it behind closed doors but in my mind i don't think kyle lowry or Kawhi leonard or a Baca, so, if they have a problem with it can't go to drake and be like can you tone it down a little bit so
3: the players that i've heard speak about this right that aren't raptors have come out and said if it was me on that team, I wouldn't like it, and it puts pressure on us when he comes out and guarantees that we're going to the finals.
1: Yeah, but again, do, like, do, that's do people that are not those players? I do, because they're not on the Raptors but team. But as an
3: athlete, I would feel the same way, right? It's just normal that you would feel that way, right? So my, my point, and, and look, uh, it maybe. does bother me Depends that... Depends on the athlete. Look, and again, and th- what really bothers me the most about it is just that now all the attention, right, instead of being on the players of what a great job they've done, is actually just on him.
1: Yeah, but before... And how does that... Before this entire series started, though, Drake was known as the curse, right? So it's not like him cheering for your team was necessarily even a good thing before this even happened, right? It's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, if anything, the fact that he's cheering for his hometown team now is just like the fan in Drake.
3: It's fine that he's, it's the way he's doing it. He's not like, like, it's like, no, that everybody in the front row is just going to start, right? Like, where, where do you draw the line?
1: But everyone in the front row, to be honest, is not, they haven't been employed in the past as a global ambassador. They haven't been fined by the NBA for trying to recruit. He's he's more than your average fan. You'd admit that. Like, he has friends in but the NBA. But he doesn't,
3: you could be, but it could be the owner of the team and you still can't do, and, and, and I would say he still shouldn't be doing that, right? I
1: mean, because i have seen the owner of some teams, <laughs> Mark Cuban, you who have crossed the line before.
3: But you don't inject yourself, like, it's just common courtesy that, you don't inject yourself into the the social situation in a game.
1: The worst thing that happens, though, is that Drake gets looked at as a clown. It doesn't really reflect the Raptors, does it, in your mind? Yeah, it,
3: it, I think it does. It makes our franchise uh, look unprofessional. It makes our franchise look like we're propping this guy up Right, uh, and and it as a, like this would never happen with with, with these perennial NBA franchises. It I mean, just wouldn't.
1: I still th- I think a it does with New York and LA, but b if you don't think Masai still right now would be one of the most sought after G like because essentially that's what it comes down to. Right? Like Masai is the one handing him the jacket. He's the one telling Drake essentially it's okay. But Masai, I'm telling From you right my, now, is a top three probably sought after GM in the NBA. Yeah, it's not I, affecting him at all.
3: Look, I it's more so like when people like look at our team. Right. It kind of just looks like who's in charge of this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does no one. Does well, it, I like, agree. And, and, Nobody
1: knows who Bobby Webster is. I'll give you that. But everyone <laughs> still knows Masai.
3: Right. No, but it doesn't. Again, it it to me, I assume that MLSC talked to him. But as an NBA fan, I don't think that like that's crossing a line to me where it just becomes a show. I mean, and it, it just is, right. It just this is pure entertainment and it's celebrity culture. And it just waters down the product. I, I, they do this so that people that don't love basketball will watch the games, right? And I get that it's a money making thing, it's a revenue thing, and there are ways to do that without having him. That's why the so blatant, Park exists. So blatantly interfering and and making himself—that's the thing—he's making himself the center of attention.
1: But we're also like, the why pod- do you always
3: have to be the center of attention?
1: But again, we're the podcast as well that gets upset when American media doesn't put more nationally televised games at the Raptors, doesn't talk about us more, all this stuff. I hate to admit it, but what he does at games does do that in America, right? It so, gets
3: him talked about.
1: No, It doesn't again, get and, and in and negative a negative way. way. And the but team in a negative But the Raptors... Way. No, it doesn't, because I think, if anything, it's like, and it's only negative the Raptors aren't playing well. And the I Raptors think, I right think, now are killing it. I think that's so, a
0: bigger question all this, though, and one thing we're kind of overlooking in discussion is, uh, why
1: is Gucci Man a Milwaukee Bucks fan? He's from Atlanta. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but,
3: but even him, right? Like, he doesn't... You don't see him acting that way.
1: Well, he got told to sit down by security
0: in Milwaukee. <laughs> Right? Also, like, on the side, that guy just got released from prison last year. How the fuck did he get in
1: Canada? He
3: had to get a pardon. By Drake. He had to get a pardon, man. He had to get a pardon. Drake
1: helped him in. Really?
3: Yeah. Why? Do you remember when Drake was trying to beef with Kendrick Perkins? Like, what are you doing, man?
0: Do you think Kendrick Perkins is the next great head coach, like along with Jason Kidd? I
3: think he's a great, the next great uh, commentator. <laughs> I love Kendrick Perkins.
0: Yeah. You got like soft spot for like just old school basketball players. I mentioned it in the start of the podcast. I like how Jesus Christ! It is oh! Javon Bigard. <laughs> Woo! Wow! Wow! Okay, so Javon apparently took about forty-five minutes to fucking find a parking spot. Ooh. Rattled right now, throwing doors around. Uh, we got Javon Bigard finally in the fucking studio. Uh, can you go where a mic is? Maybe that would be fantastic. Uh, so we got Javon here. Guys, are there any last uh, talking points you want to throw into your uh, little uh, Drake uh, bait, debate? Go on.
3: I, I was just griping that. To me, this all this hype around what Drake is doing, is taking attention away from the Raptors, and I think what he's doing is foolish. It's my opinion.
2: Uh, I think there's a, a bigger... Hey, guys, welcome. I'm here. I'm here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, no, but just my whole take on that. I think there's something bigger. Um, I think there was a, a, st- a statistic or a metric that was going around that the NBA's ratings were suffering uh, this playoffs compared to like previous playoffs, and I think they're just looking for anything to give them a little bit more boost in the ratings.
3: Doesn't that cheapen as a bas- as a true basketball fan?
2: Yeah. Right, and to see him on the
3: court rubbing the coaches, and also when he shits talk- when he shit talks the opposing players. Yeah. Is that smart to shit talk Joel Embiid to shit talk Antetokounmpo? It
1: worked on Joel.
2: Uh, I don't think it's smart because I think it depends on the player. Like, if you shit-talk a guy like LeBron James, exactly. like what happened last season, he fucked. Fucked. Then, then Drake had to sit down and, and shut his mouth. But then against, like, these players who, who aren't used to this level of competition yeah. this deep in the season, I think it has more of an effect on them because they are uh, more susceptible to those kind of antics.
1: And then just on your point earlier, of like, the product being watered down and not enough people watching it. We would all agree here that the American People not wanting to watch the Toronto Raptors in the finals simply because we're a Canadian team, we need to change their mind. And if Drake's the only reason why they're going to watch and then see that we're a fucking normal basketball team, it's actually good. If
3: that's the way it happens, then I, I would rather. Well, if rather not, there's not, no. I'd rather if we not even win watched.
1: the NBA championship and they're still not watching us. And all they talk about is Drake. What are they... Well, they won't... That's the thing, though. Again.
2: I think, for me personally, I'm watching the Raptors regardless. I was watching them when they were losing of 60 games with Andrea Bargnani. I think this is just a ploy to, <laughs> like the, to, get the, to, to get those guys, the fans, like the bandwagon fans who would normally not watch the Raptors or like anybody else in the States who wouldn't watch a, a team from Toronto, exactly. from Canada, like get their attention and get them hooked on the product it's as or, if we just it's like, get their attention.
1: Like we wouldn't watch the Sacramento Kings games, right? It's the same thing, right? Like we, I would watch
2: those games. Speak for yourself. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, le- I, I I used to love that Chris Webber of Lottie Divas, Pages Stoyakovich. We all hate team. Chris
1: Webber, remember? <laughs> <laughs> we hate Chris Webber. I just
2: remember Peja being a raptor. It's my, uh... I'm
1: saying I think 60% pe- of raptor. the people don't mind, Drake. 40% of the people feel your uh, affliction as well uh, of, of hating Drake. And I think what Brandon said earlier is people just hate his antics because of who he is.
2: Yeah, it's that it's that haterade.
0: Alrighty, uh, jumping in the fourth quarter. Uh, just another quick reminder, guys.
2: Every first move is the executive
0: was to sign Lamar Odom. who was on crack. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're have uh, our our final uh, like I guess like portion of the podcast, the so final quarter. Uh, Javon fucking apparently it takes like four hours to find a parking spot, so he finally managed to get you his fucking all ass these in field here.
2: Hockey teams on the pitch right now Mini and, stick and, and all this shit that's going on.
0: They wanted to come on the podcast, man.
1: Too they
3: bad. basketball. Yeah, they were doing their research. The Greg, Greg
0: was violently screaming at them prior <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, no, it was really awkward situation. Their parents had to come in. It was really fucked. They were crying. It made like 12 <laughs> girls ball their eyes out. Um, all right, so final portion of the podcast. We kind of had it last week. There's probably more fuel to the fire. It is Jonas Valanciunas, Marcus Soul Debate, brought to you by Nabisco. No, uh, so it's going to be Javon and Graffin going head. To head, obviously Javon's got JV because he's an irrational fool, and then we got oh, bias. <laughs> throwing one bias them on in the, uh, and then we got uh, Christian Wolfgang Graf and the pragmatist himself. All right, boys, let's uh, let's let's fucking start it off. Who's got first? Rock paper
1: scissors. No, no, I just had to defend Drake for ten minutes against Greg. So you go, you talk.
3: First. <laughs> it's a hard task. It is. I, I, just <laughs> had to I feel like I played
1: <laughs> devil's <laughs> advocate yeah, fairly well yeah. there.
3: He's going to drop of some of his music. I don't hey, like the It's guy, all but his love music here, you big know. Big. It's all love. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, he's helping the Raptors out. I mean, listen, guys. Gasol is not a bad player. I think that one of the main criticisms with him, with him was when he gets the ball, he doesn't shoot it. He tends to pass too quickly, and then that in itself is selfish. So, I was thinking about it and I was just like, "You know what? For Gasol to be unselfish, what he needs to do is he needs to be a paint threat. And if he's not a paint threat, then he's clogging the perimeter and he's bringing double teams to where the double teams otherwise wouldn't be if he was in the paint. And I think for me personally, seeing him on the perimeter, I look at it as he's taken away from other guys' uh, you know, opportunities to score the ball or create easier looks at the basket. And whether he makes his layup or not, as we've seen, he's put up airball layups and he doesn't take dunk shots when... The opportunities are well within reason. Um, I think that lack of uh, positioning on the court and, and balance, I think that's selfish in itself. Because I think that the perimeter players should stay perimeter players. And for sure, Gasol could step out to the three-point line and, you know, space the floor in that regard, but not 100% of the time. And I think when he's doing that more often than not, it just, it's just ticks me off. And I think JV provided that balance more so than Gasol, and he gave the guys in the perimeter a better chance to score the ball. And that's just my beef. Like we had and then I took it a little personal. Scoring. Like we had inside-outside
3: inside Don't, Don't make me turn your
2: mic off, Greg.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm acting mediator here. It's yeah, going off.
2: Just, just, right just a balanced approach to the offense.
3: I think that was
1: my beef. <laughs> So I think on that point, I would say is, in my mind, the fact that Gasol, and I agree with you, there's nothing more frustrating than watching the game, seeing Gasol being five inches away from the basket and then pass it to the three-point line where Fred VanVleet's covered as opposed to turning around and dunking it. That's where I'll agree with you for sure. But again, in my mind, the amount of plays on offense that he makes that are positive versus the ones that he makes that are you know, you would say net neutral because some of the times he passes it out when he should have shot it and then that person scores. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a negative play. It's just that he didn't score himself. But again, I would just say the fact that comparing him to JV is JV in my mind was one dimensional in that sense. You couldn't even put him out to the three point line. At least with Marcus, Saul, if you put him out to the three point line and he hits one he's shot, he's at least Brook Lopez has to come out a couple feet next, next time there's a possession, right? Whereas JV, if you put him on the three point line, you're like perfect. It's like Siakam. Right now, they're like, "We dare you shoot it." Please do. It's like Giannis, right? They're like, "If you shoot a three, I'd rather take that than than have you know someone else than you driving."
2: But you could also say it's the same thing with uh, with Gasol because when he has the th- when when there hasn't been a paint touch and he just has the ball on the perimeter, guys don't play defense on him because they know that it's not a good shot for him to take that three without swinging the ball, and they'll just suck right into the paint and double team anybody who's who's attacking the paint. And I think just not being able to have that paint presence where he's down there in the paint and he forces a defender to guard him, I think his guy, like I've seen so many plays and so many possessions where the guy who's guarding Gasol Brooke Lopez is always double-teaming the guy who's attacking the rim.
1: See, I, I still have the mindset that Gasol's the smartest player on the floor. And I, the reason I say that is because I think he does that strategically. I think when he gets the ball in the perimeter and swings the pass around really, really quickly, I think what that does is it puts the mindset in Brooke Lopez that that's what he's going to do every single time. Exactly. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden he fakes that swing pass, and he is completely wide open. And you're right. 50% of the time, 40% of the time, we'll say he hits the shot. Sometimes he doesn't. But, but that five. threat. The fact that the threat is there, yeah. as opposed to not being there, can change the offense sometimes. Plus, we have Ibaka who plays the exact opposite mm-hmm. of Gasol. So if you want that back-to-the-basket type of game, you put Ibaka and Siakam at the four, or five and the four. Ibaka right? ain't no play, man. But, but, you know, but, but, n- my... but we don't
2: really need him right now. Jesus Christ,
0: Greg, what did I say about talking? <laughs> but Gasol's been
2: great at finding
1: that cutter.
0: Like <laughs>
2: Kawhi, when, they, when he cuts. And, and I'll give you this. At being power a point, when he cuts. At being a point center when he's not looking just quickly swinging the ball in the perimeter and he's finding guys who are cutting off ball and cutting towards the basket, because he has that height advantage, I love it when he's finding cutters to the basket. And if he's able to do that where they're able to run like off ball screens and and he's able to find the cutters to the basket, I think that's when the Raptors with Gasol in the lineup are the most effective and I think that's beautiful basketball. But when they're not able to do that and the offense is stagnant and he's just swinging it to the perimeter – uh, and but then, then we go on to set in. a screen, All
1: right? Then we can put a block in.
2: But my whole thing is, that then he'll go on to set the screen, and then he'd he'd pop instead of roll to the basket, and then he's eliminating the threat, and he's eliminating any hope of creating an advantage with that segment. Meanwhile. Time on the clock is running down, and we're being put in a bad position to Look, score the I ball. I
1: mentioned this last time, though, because we're talking about his offense right now. And yeah. I, again, that's that's what I think the focus has been on too much in the whole argument, is that I think his de- whatever he does on offense is outweighed by what he does on defense. He might be a net neutral on offense, but yeah. on defense, he's definitely a positive. The way that he's helped protect... I mean, Kawhi's been unbelievable on Giannis. Yeah, just that but secondary
2: but, defense, yeah, not but, for sure. And this
1: is something that uh, one of my friends mentioned before, who's... He's a pretty big dude. He's 6'8". And he said one of the things he noticed was when Gasol fouls um, Giannis... He doesn't just, like, tap him on the arm. Oh,
2: yeah. He fucking no, he's, grabs he's his smart. arm. He's and smart.
1: He almost suns him in a way. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's smart. You know smart. what I mean?
1: Like, it's almost without, like without getting next time or... you go up, you remember I'm bigger and stronger than you. Yeah. And I just think that that gets in the head of people who have been big their whole life and dominant
2: their whole life, like Giannis. Especially because of his youth and, like, his inexperience at this yeah. level. It definitely plays mind games And then the him.
1: smartness, again, I would say, is look at that offensive rebound that he got on that one shot that just grazed the rim. Yeah. Don't forget, took got that over Brook Lopez when, For some reason, Giannis was out of the game. But he did get that offensive rebound. So I agree with you. His paint offense, he doesn't have a back-to-the-basket game anymore from what we've seen. But at least he's able to disrupt enough of the get some offensive rebounds and sort of be the person who can Kawhi is the person and Lowry I think have done it the most. Yeah. Because they've jumped in from the perimeter and have grabbed offensive rebounds that they have no business getting. <laughs> but the third guy there in my mind is Marcus. And he's just he's seven feet who can't jump, right? He, at least he's a big fucking body.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> and you know, I'll have to give kudos to Nick Nurse again because I think at the end of Same. the 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 Philadelphia series, he said, we need a more balanced approach. Mm-hmm. And then I seen those adjustments being made as the games went on where Gasol, who was just primarily on the perimeter, he, had, he made an effort and he looked uncomfortable in diving to the basket, but he made that effort and I think the dividends were paid because this the floor was more spaced, and guys had more of an opportunity to score. G- game le- three onwards. Yeah, game in three onwards. Bucks and I think
1: the, my last point here is, honestly, the JV and Marcus Sol thing in this whole debate for me was kind of easy to debate. It was hard for me to defend the DeLon Wright and the CJ Miles and our bench sort of being depleted because the bench before this series, honestly, before game two, was absolute garbage. Yeah. But now that yeah. we've seen Powell, Van Vliet, Abaca, just those three alone— yeah. That makes it an eight-man rotation, and makes us dangerous enough that we don't have to rely on someone like Delon Can right? yeah. we
3: just Norman Powell? Because we've we've been hard on Powell, playoff Powell. And he's come through big time, and it's great to see. All right,
0: yeah. guys, all right guys, we're going to wind it down. There's a bunch of creepy girls outside. There's that girl on the pads right there keeps staring at us. It's making me feel very uncomfortable. So we're going to roll this down. And she's watching you thank right you, now. I know. It's so so unbelievably creepy. I don't know why she's doing this. Um, all right, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Go, Raps, go. Hopefully we'll be in the NBA Finals by then. It's been a th- fucking awesome year of basketball. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we can you can catch us on.
1: Stitcher, but mainly Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, of course, and then uh, Instagram and Twitter, of course. Tweet us. Tweet us. T Sport Matters
0: uh, on Instagram. uh, That's our handle. Uh, All right, guys, have a fantastic week. Go Raps, go.
2: Go Raptors.